You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. In the same way that a comedian will try to work out a joke or get a hunch or some sort of intuitive, you know, moment where they sense something that's comedic or funny and they have to work out the joke and sometimes it takes a little time to work it out, uh, to get it right, to shape it or whatever. And a lot of times it comes from the ether, you know, it comes from the idea world, which Plato spoke about which is a little bit beyond us. And this is where a lot of our ideas come from. So um, this kind of like, I guess in acting school, even though I'm not an actor, but they would tell you, you know, you try to have it act through you. And so the, the voice comes through you, the things come through you, you become a channel in a certain way. Um, I'm not talking about like demonic possession. I'm just talking about like allowing yourself to get out of the way enough for the art form to kind of, you know, allow that space for um, something to naturally come through. (laughs) It works in a little bit in improv where people, you know, don't know what they're going to be doing on stage. And then all of a sudden a kind of character like good cop, bad cop, or some sort of, you know, fat guy, skinny guy, whatever it is, comes up and they start falling into this kind of container. And there's all these different containers out there. And so it's interesting how the things are created out of kind of nothing or from a living state and not just through intellect and and through just like, you know, piles of books on knowledge. There's actually a living way to create something with good content behind it. And um, <clears throat> it's actually probably closer to a more spiritualized form of thinking on some level, even though right now we're just talking about like improv or whatever, but anybody who's really good at their skill, whether it be a foot massage, you know, reflexology person that pushes little points on your feet, but if they do it long enough and, and, and with enough attention, then they eventually start to feel holes or they feel, you know, cheese like, or they have certain things they start to feel, which they associate with other things that they never felt before. And they're able to really help the person because they become kind of a master of their craft and there's an intuitive side to it, too. You know, I talked to a, a surgeon one time, and he had told me that we learn a lot in school about surgery, but when you get down to it and you're in front of it, the material speaks to you. And so that's another example of this, where the material itself kind of tries to help you guide you within itself. It's a language. And the more that you're open to it, because you have this history and practice and and Um, the more it can guide you along. So anyway, that's a long-winded way just to bring it back to a thought that I had developed about CBD that hasn't fully developed. And so I was like, this hasn't fully developed yet, but I'll throw it out there. And um, it's a thought that, um, you know, that CBD is such a big product right now because it helps almost like in a dilation type of way. It helps open up channels and allow things to be released. <clears throat> and detoxify and come out of the body and, and you know anything in that relaxation side the parasympathetic side of the nervous system where you have the ortho um, sympathetic and the parasympathetic well anything on that parasympathetic side 
<laughs> is going to be more based on relaxation and more based on dilation and opening and, and, and flexibility and stretch and, and this kind of like elasticity, which is a kind of opening too. And so a lot of women, of course, are attracted to this side of healing as well. This And it's also rest and relaxation. And whereas the ortho is more like the action and the sport and training, and it's, it's on a different level. So they both have a value, but, um, you know, the CBD comes in and acts as like a momentary dilator and helps the, the tissues through the plant. Plants usually have a unilateral effect, so they'll come in and do one action, you know, so like if it's valerian, it's going to try to make you sleep or get tired every time you take it. I mean, of course, you, you get accustomed to plants, so you have to change them up and you have to keep moving sometimes. They don't always work the same. Um, but in general, the plant's always going to try to go the same direction. Whereas the mineral is a totally different thing. The mineral is going to kind of get you in a state of, you know, um, relaxation. And then from there you can go into sleep or concentration. It has a more um, general effect an overall, like a foundational effect. And so what CBD is doing in the, um, why it's so popular. One of the reasons is because it's a needed quick like um, safety valve, um, what would you call that? Hmm, there's a word for that. Um, like an opening valve, that a, re a release valve that just comes in and allows some things to move out. We're always detoxifying, so it allows for a detoxification. It allows for a dilation for toxins and stress, and you know any kind of pain is also a sort of intoxination. I mean, to the sense that pain is kind of a lack of circulation. So it's a lack of something, toxin or injury-based reason that the circulation is down. But for whatever reason, when the circulation goes down, there's a there's a stasis there. There's a um, where things aren't moving. There's a static state there where things don't move along and that creates pain. And, you know, of course, even the thickness of the blood and the electricity of the blood and so many factors, sugar and in the blood, then all these things are going to make that blood move along less well and less vibrantly, electrically charged, and so therefore also create pain as it gets stuck, especially in certain areas, you know, like eyes and and uh, even brain sugar and different areas where the, the, the veins are much smaller, the eyes being one of the reasons that, you know, diabetes first affects the eyes is because the veins are so small up there and trying to bring all that that glucose and sugar and things that the, the eyes need to use, they consume a lot of sugar, glucose, and so does the brain. So being able to deliver that properly takes magnesium to get that to be done right, but that's on a separate note. But um, what we're saying about the CBD is it's allowing for that, that kind of release valve. Now, the problem with taking CBD all the time is it's kind of like, you know, people who take a ayahuasca or all these, you know, microdosing of drugs because they feel like it's going to help them to cope or, but it doesn't mean they actually deal with what's underneath it, you know, what's actually there and hit their bottom over this, the defects, you know, the selfishness and, and some of those like, you know, self-seeking and some of these things that are within their own, uh, you know, uh, tribalism or where we come from. We come from a whole history of defects and things that we still have to work out as a culture. And so some of the, and then we have our own personal karma and personal pain and, and, you know, harms we've done. So there's a lot of things there. And so sometimes we don't go to clean that out. We're just going to 
kind of keep trying to push it underneath the radar by doing something that helps us kind of escape from ourselves or get above it, so to speak. And so this is the problem with CBD is that it's a health thing for one, but on the flip side, it doesn't repair the, the general situation. Now, if the situation's light, yes, maybe so. But in a, in, a, in a chronic and where we're at in the state of the world today with this 200-year magnesium deficiency and a very hypoxic state in the body due to a tightening of all the tissues in the human body due to low mag levels throughout the life cycle, due to not listening to our ancestors and how they sought out all these mineral-rich waters and the Greeks and Romans were very proficient in using you know, heating limestone to make magnesium water, and they were bathing in this, and this was their way to overcome the deficiency. So instead of understanding history and our ancestors and how they overcame the deficiency, we think we can just take a pill and step over that whole reality, which is in the dermal layer, most of our deficiency, you know, 50% of our magnesium in the body is not, 50% is stored in the bones, but the other 50% is in the soft tissue and, and the muscles included, but soft tissue as well. And so, this tissue is where a lot of the dermal deficiency is coming through, not only without the delivery system of the skin, but also without the um, storage capacity of the skin and the other functions of the skin and, and how, you know, vitamin D works in the skin with magnesium and, you know, this whole like system of a, of a man or a woman that's built to be in the ocean and absorb that magnesium. When you get in the ocean, it absorbs immediately the magnesium into the body. And so this is why we like the ocean. And this is what the big, of the, big piece of the mystery in um, the magnesium deficiency is in all these waters of history is not only limestone and volcanic processes or human added heat, but it's also um, magnesium. And, you know, they set that culture up in Greece in a port called Magnesia. So, you know, every the joke's on us. But what I will say is that the CBD um, helps in a kind of a, release valve kind of way. And so it has a value, but it never really touches the depth of the problem. And so you can kind of go around in circles and not find your way out of the condition. If it's for certain anxiety and certain insomnia or or things that are based around anxiety, then yes, maybe if, if that anxiety is based on physical depression, you know, the kidneys and different things like that, yes, it can help. Um, but it's just like coffee that can help you stimulate on the other side. You know, it can help, but do you really recharge the kidneys over time? Are you eating liver and kidney like the American Indians would tell you to do if you had kidney or liver issues? Are we doing any of that? Probably not. <clears throat> so we are we really repairing the situation? And so that's why magnesium is so essential if you take CBD. It's actually more essential than CBD. You can live without CBD or a many, many other plants in the body. They've become so monolithic in how they look at CBD, like the cannabinoid system, but they don't realize that every plant in the world has a benoid system in the, in the body, uh, a molecular system that has receptors just geared for that exact thing. And there's tons of medicines like that, um, heart medicines and different things, Digita- digitalis, for example, um, that you find a receptor in the heart. And so you could call that the digitalibenoid system, whatever. But you can't make this thing monolithic. Like it's one, you know, thing and it englobes everything. And 
um, has one face on it. And, and so you have to understand the magnesium deficiency. And so that comes through as the foundation of the inflammation, the foundational side, the long game, the boring kind of part of the game. But that has to be done because over time, the body starts to heal in a way which is much more sober, much more able to heal itself and be able to dilate locally. The reason the body can't dilate locally is because the tissues have lost their plasticity all the way down to the nerves and even the brain and everything has lost a level of plasticity due to an active 200-year deficiency of magnesium in the dermal layer and the layers that it should have been in to bring that in through the nerves into the body in the right way to where it can feed all of those areas. We were supposed to use our intelligence with our hands as the way to deliver that or as the Greeks did, create a water based out of that and then bathe in that through using dolomite limestone and heating it, which is 50% magnesium. So they were very intelligent. They copied the natural baths. So that's what I'm here to say about CBD. Be careful. It's, a, it's an ongoing release valve the, um, um, underneath which the true deficiency and the structural stuff has to be healed. So it can be a time saver, but also can keep you from getting in touch with the real causes and conditions that can go very quickly in your healing and your hormonal system and you can feel things very quickly on the on the transdermal but even even if you don't sometimes stick with it because of the long game and the other thousands of benefits that it has that you cannot get from any other plant it comes through the mineral first and foremost as a foundation to the human body it's the number one deficiency on earth and in the century, they call it the deficiency, the deficiency of the century. So get the order right. Um, we did another podcast on this, but this is kind of a little more detailed into what CBD is actually allowing us to do and how it has a good value as long as it's seen in conjunction with a whole other therapy, which is the magnesium K2 and, and uh, um, you know vitamin D deficiencies all being aimed at at the same time and those being actually primary to the CBD. Um, so look at that and allow that whole healing pattern to come in instead of just trying to get the release valve all the time and never fix the, the causes and conditions. So if you like that information or you want more like that, come check us out at theheartoftradition.com for products, books, podcasts, everything.